podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I have PenFed, that's a fact. I have PenFed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Good evening, it is the club, it's uh, Blue Monday, um, the day after, Andy you're looking confused, I'll, I'll explain a minute. in a minute, it's Blue Monday, the day after Red Sunday when Liverpool beat Manchester United at Anfield by two goals to nil, I am joined by Andy, how's it going Andy? Extremely good. Extremely yeah. good, and uh, your brother passes on his regards as well, I went the match with your yeah, brother yesterday, he was in great form. Yeah. Went the match! <laughs> Just gave me a programme. <laughs> I did actually, but I left it, I left it at home. Left on the seat. Yeah, I left it at home. Um, Mo Salah was on the front, which was very apt actually, considering yeah. what happened at the end there, but he, did, he was fully shirted uh, on the front of the programme yesterday. Um, we've got Gar. How's it going, Gar? Hey, Pat. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, we got Phil. How's it going, Phil? Ask me bollocks. Uh, Phil's, <laughs> bit dis- <laughs> Phil's starting to get the sweats because there's yeah. only one NFL game left, which obviously is the Super Bowl. It's all right. We've got only 15 weeks and six days until the draft. Okay. Count so, it down. Uh, very good. So, look, uh, uh, Blue Monday, and this is basically supposed to be the most depressing day of the year because we are the furthest away from uh, Christmas slash payday. Can I just say, can I just say, yeah, me bollocks. Oh, you hate Christmas, right? So, this is my happiest Monday. So, January's good for you, yeah. Like, summer's just around the corner. I was just saying to Andy, right? Because you lot fucked off out of Europe, it's great because now (laughs) we're getting rid of winter time. Right, so we, there will be no winter in Ireland anymore. We're going to have summer next December. Mm. It's going to be about twenty-five degrees, and the sun will be out at ten o'clock at night because we got rid of the Brit influence at last <laughs> out of this country. Well, it's fuck them out, and we didn't just get them out of Ireland. <coughs> We've got them out of Europe. It's brilliant. It's, this is like the best. They can't go into Eurovision anymore. We let Israel in and Australia <laughs> in. England aren't in it anymore. Fuck them. They're all out. And the Royals are falling apart. The Royals are falling. Even Harry said, "Now we're out. Bollocks to that. I'm off to Canada. It's much better crack over Maybe there. The have ski slopes. Wexford as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. Lovely house down there. Yep. Mm. Sick like of hotel on the cheap. Yep. On the cheap. Prince Philip is dead. Did you see him in the car there recently? Oh, oh, God. Yep. Oh, God. This is already going west. But anyway, look. Um, Blue Monday we with bollocks. It's a great Monday. We'll bring it. We'll, yeah, exactly. So that was that is Blue Monday. So look, we'll 
go over the game yesterday and feel the 2 0 win against United. Um, we'll look at some of the key performances in uh, Hendo um, and obviously Big Verge. We'll. It's like we've got to revel a little bit in United's demise. Mm. It goes without saying. Um, we maybe have a chat about who's, uh, you know, the player of the season so far. Um, and we'll have a look ahead to Wolves. We've actually got a busy um, little period coming up now with Wolves. Phil's favourite uh, weekend of the season, FA Cup fourth round. <laughs> and then, and then on to the game in hand against West Ham. So yesterday's game, 2-0. Can uh, I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Though? Are you going to troll Bob for Big Ben bonging on the night they leave Europe? <laughs> Come on. <Are> <laughs> I'll probably miss, I'll probably completely miss the fact that we've left the um well, the EU. Yeah, I know, yeah. Just like I think it's a great idea. I still can't see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> everything's everything's uh, Everything they went to the Russians to see if they could throw them a bob for their imaginary stadium. So it's great. Imagine being an Everton fan this morning. Blue Monday. I bet you they woke up thinking that this is the greatest ever. It's a blue Monday. None of this red shite. And then they realise what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they got a decent draw at the weekend against West Ham. But anyway, 2-0 um, yesterday. Uh, um, the team the team news. Um, I don't think we were surprised really by the Liverpool lineup. Andy. Did, like, were you happy enough with that? And we had obviously a few options uh, return on the bench in Fabinho and Matip, which was good to see. Yeah, it's excellent to see. Um, you know, you, you read these players are back training and before you know they're back involved. I, I did I thought we were still gonna wait on Fabino for another few weeks. Mm. That was the fear. Uh, but good to have back up there and Matt up. I think Gomez has been outstanding in his absence. Yeah. Um so Gomez has benefit. So you know, to have a few fresh legs back is great. Uh, absolutely no complaints about the team. I think it kinda of picked itself. The only yeah. real toss up there would have been Ox. I thought maybe Mina Mino might have started mm. or Lalana, mm. but he went for Ox and um, no, no complaints there. He put a decent shift in. He got 65 yeah. minutes again. It seemed yeah. like it was probably a bit predetermined that, you know, Ox would get 60 to 65 and Lalana well, be his first. He looked a bit frustrated sub. when he came off. He threw yeah. a little bit of a wobbler. He was he, uh, he he his arms. Yeah. Yeah. He, he obviously felt he had enough to probably make the whole game, you know? I'd say... I say his mindset at the moment is he's had such a big influence in big games that he probably wanted to stamp his name. Down he wanted in, the full ninety in, in a big, you know, big goal against Man United, and yeah. you know, be part of history there. Like you know, the ties have torn massively. It was just another cornerstone yesterday. Yeah, how far we've come and how far they've fallen off. So um, I think everyone just wants to be part of that. And yeah, look, fair play to. I, I want to see every player. Pissed off when they're coming out of the pitch. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great well, sign. Good chance as well. Yeah. The, 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 handing over the head in France. But yeah. I thought he, he did all the dirty stuff very well. He did, yeah. Um, he, was, he was pressing really well. He he, he was really good in midfield. He was good in the ball. He made the ball. The three midfielders were excellent yesterday in France. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's high energy. You yeah. know, he's always liable to make something happen potentially um, just just on United Gar though um, Gav was in the WhatsApp group was convinced that United would go with the back five it didn't seem that maybe they wouldn't it seemed maybe they wouldn't even have you know the bodies and the personnel to do it but they went with Luke Shaw um, in that back five which was a bit of a surprise um, what did you make of the United side obviously they had no Rashford so they were limited with options up there set up in around the same way anywhere, right? yeah. Um, especially with Matic and, and Fred holding as well. You're going, Jesus, they're 
going all out here to help. But in fairness, they did come out at times, you know. Yeah. Give them, you know. Matters get If I'm going to give any credit, they did come out at times, you know. Yeah. But it, 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 they just went, to, it reverted to type all the time. Mm. Sat, tried to get make it hard to break down. But Liverpool mm. were so good. That 10 minutes after half time mm. was absolutely... Was was breathtaking. Yeah, the only thing it lacked was a few goals. Yeah, so just into the game, Andy. I mean, I was sat there. I didn't think we played particularly well, but we were in complete control of the first, you know, fifteen twenty minutes. We a few passes were going astray. Ball, you know, ball was going out of play unnecessarily. You know, crowds getting a little bit frustrated because they're used to seeing such heights. Yeah, but obviously the first goal. Um, I mean, we had so many corners yesterday. I think we had eleven corners in the yeah. end. We just we had so many opportunities. We we've been quite wasteful. It was probably the third or fourth corner. First corner, I think, went short. Second, the delivery was poor. But then yeah. all of a sudden, that delivery in and the the the, the man mountain that is Virgil. Uh, and let's take it from the ball going in the back of the net and the way he runs across that, deliberately across that stretch of United fans, yeah? Yeah, again, it just keeps saying about Virgil, he's on a different level to everybody else, to his own teammates even. He's like the daddy in the team that the rest are just kids. Like, the way he imposes himself in games, mm. the way he gets up so high, just shoves. I mean, I don't know why they didn't put Harry Maguire on him. Yeah. It's the zone, apparently, so, you know, it's zonal mark and that apparently they've been doing for a few weeks now and it's it, like, well, it, it's madness, you're right. Yeah. You know, they've paid 80 odd million quid and... It was originally in Williams, Williams zone. Yeah. yeah. He moves it straight into, obviously... Yeah, well, I don't know, like... You know, but Daniel James is in the vicinity as well. Zonal mark yeah. <laughs> um, has its positives, you know, yeah. has, its, has its uses, but certainly when you have a player who's so big and mm. so good in the mm. air... You gotta pick, you know. You gotta do a mixture between yeah. the two. Marks only, but put your big man on the big man. Like yeah. that's that sort of. Like I watched with a few Man United fans yesterday. Did you? All lads that played ball at a decent level. Yeah. And they were like, I mean, they were this, this should have been organised on Friday. Yeah. Big man on big man. Yeah. There's no way Van Dijk. No, I. Not that I called it, but I was. I was in the bookies beforehand, and I got a price on Virgil for a goal. He was. And uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't there. The price wasn't tempting enough, so it didn't wasn't go there. No. But I kind of had an idea, the way United would set up that we might get our first goal from a set piece. Yeah. And, um, you know, Virgil, a Virgil goal in a game like that is just written in the stars, really. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, his celebration, how he, um, how he uh, tails off in front of the, the fans and he's looking <laughs> at them and, uh, you know, the still shots of their faces, they're sick. Oh. Because we've been there. Mm. We know how it feels. Like they've went out and they've spent eighty million trying to replicate. So they've looked at Liverpool and said, if you you know, if you want to be top centre back, you have to pay the big money. Yeah. So they went out and We forced that issue, haven't we? We've, yeah. we've basically allowed them to be stitched up there. But they've paid <laughs> they've went out there and said who Who's going to cost us the most money? Not yeah. who's the best. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to cost the most money? Who who can we spend the most money splash. on? And splash. And they bought an absolute donkey. <laughs> like, he's... I mean, I rated him at Leicester. I really did. But it was a different... But that was his level? Yeah, that was his level. And he played really well against us last season. Mm. And he scored he against scored us. scored the goal. But um, he's, not even, he's not fit to lace Virgil van Dijk's boots. No. Nobody no. is. No. And uh, yeah, the way he just puts himself in front of them and the faces on them, you know, and I, 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 I'm in their heads, I can think of 
How would I, how oh, I no. feel about you'd that? Be, we'd be, we yeah. were there when they were banging in goals yeah. at Anfield, when they were, yeah. you know, top of the top of the tree. Yeah. So, Phil, after that, we, you know, we had this period where we could have gone <coughs> two, two up, three up, a couple of goals were disallowed, one by VAR. This is why I'm specifically coming to you now, because you love a bit of controversy. What was your view on the, the disallowed um, goal and, and the foul or non-foul on the keeper? What was your view? I thought it was the right decision. Right decision. Yep. Me do. too. Genuinely. Me too. The, the the issue is that the law, I'll go back to it again. Yeah. What FAR has shown this season again and again and again is that the ambigu- ambiguities in the laws of the game mm. are really the issue. It's not the implementation, it's the ambiguities. Mm. We had these laws that were there because we didn't have replay. We didn't have the ability to see a black and white decision. We mm. didn't have the capability to, say, to go back, look at it and say whether it was the right or wrong thing to do. So if you were to rewrite the laws of the game now with the ability to be able to see if something is onside or offside, right? see if there's a gap between a player or not a gap between a player, yeah. see if somebody was impeded or not impeded as they go to do, see what type is there, right? you wouldn't write the laws of the game the way they're written at the moment. So what they've done is they've implemented VAR for the right reasons. But they didn't implement the rule changes to support the successful and non-contradictory or controversial methods that's used on VAR itself. So again, with the with the Van Dyke thing, it comes down to interpretation. In real time, it doesn't look like a foul, right? In the replay that they watch, and humans being humans, everything when it slows down, it looks a lot worse. When you always see it, attacker looks a lot worse in slow motion mm-hmm. than it does in real time. But again, the law itself means that while a goalkeeper can be challenged, he can't be impeded in going for the ball. So if I look at it from that, whether, whether mm. Van Dijk's arms are up or not, the fact that he's leaning in with the header in towards De Gea means that he's impeding De Gea's ability to catch the ball, which he's allowed to do under the laws of the game. Mm. And on a strictly strict yeah. ruling, yeah. that's why they went with the, that he was impeded in trying to get the ball, it. and that's why they reversed the decision. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I agree, Phil. I think it was the correct decision because... You can't touch the goalkeeper. Basically, if you touch the goalkeeper, that's that's everyone what it's knows it. been, and everyone mm. knows that. Mm. My only issue with it was the whole uh, clear and obvious error seems that mm. disappeared. Yeah, know, VAR before Christmas. <coughs> I, you know, if there was any issue I had of VAR is they weren't make they weren't overturning enough decisions. No, and now all of a sudden they're overturning. They were going with the refs. Decisions. They were going with the refs' call because yeah. they didn't seem to be uh, this one to undermine what the ref was calling on the pitch. Yeah. But now, as you say, there, be, there came a point. Ironically, it was around the time where in the first game at Old Trafford they wouldn't overturn the it, foul on Origi. Yeah, yeah. That led to the that led to the goal. And there was a couple of similar incidents, maybe week after that, and then around that, the, the, the tide seemed to turn. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, in in actually in the stadium, the sequence of events. You know, to me, at first it felt like an obvious foul. Yeah. I was surprised it wasn't given. Then obviously, play moves on a little bit. Firmino scores. You know, a cracking goal. I'm half celebrating, thinking this is going to get overruled. Yeah. But then it goes. On the screens, it says checking a possible offside. I don't know if that come up on the TV, but they said checking a possible offside, which was which then made the crowd think, "Hang on!" And and meanwhile, um, the guy is getting booked. Yeah. So it made the crowd start to think, and everyone start to think this is actually going to get allowed. And then we ends up in then it coming back up saying checking possible foul, and it gets disallowed. So it's quite frustrating. Can can I I just sequence? Can I just say that again? It's just about the implementation. Mm. If we could hear the conversation that's going on between the ref 
and the VAR official in the same way you're hearing the rugby, in the same way the Australians yeah. have implemented yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the VAR. It just takes that away. You, you know, know exactly what they're saying to each other. Why, why hide it? Everyone, you're going to see the outcome of the decision. So why not let's hear the conversation which allows us to understand why they're making that decision and the reasons behind it. And that becomes less controversial. Yeah. Be, it's, it's, you know, all this stuff, it's ruining the game. It's not ruining the game. It just needs to be finessed. Yeah. It just needs to be correct, like caressed into the way it should be done. The laws need to be changed. There should be an immediate emergency meeting of the IFAB mm, at the end mm. of the season and not a two or three year lead into changing the laws they should be saying mm. right at the top level where VAR has been implemented the laws of the game are laid out as such below that where there's no VAR involved in games the existing laws are used because they're there to allow for the fact that you don't have replays mm. and you yeah. do need a greater form of the laws because you don't get to see things back you don't get to review plays mm. and you have to call it as you see it so yeah. we just it, have to I, suck I it up for the time I being don't, don't, I don't we? whether I'm in favour of having the conversation being heard throughout the stadium I think rugby's a little bit different in that way Like you the know, way the play kind of flows ebbs and yeah. flows it allows that and the conversation is, is a bit more black and white in football there's probably a little bit more subjectivity yeah. to decisions. Yeah. I know you want. Do you think you want, he fouled them there? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm, like the what, what we should have is access to the conversation afterwards. Mm. So in so they're accountable. Yeah, yeah. So the conversation that would have taken place between the referee and and uh, the VAR people for the foul on was it Origi back in Old Trafford? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that would have been along the lines of, well, we, yeah, we didn't, it's not enough of a foul. You know, what did you see? Well, I seen, I reckon there was contact, but there's not enough of a foul. Therefore, it's not clear and obvious, right? Exactly. I reckon that language would have been used. It's not clear and obvious. So yesterday, the ref couldn't possibly have had a better view of the incident. Like, I mean, he's seen Virgil van Dijk and David De Gea challenge for the ball. Yeah. And he felt, with his eyes, that there was no foul on the goalkeeper. It was a fair challenge. What could they have said to him or what, if he, what could he have repeated or, you know, his story of what he's saying to them that would have made them change that decision? See, that's what I don't understand about it. Look here, we've won the game and I do think it was a foul, so the correct decision was made. Yeah. But what but I don't bizarre. understand... Andrew, can I go, go on. It's not a foul. Yo, <laughs> hey. There's plenty of people with this opinion, yeah, by the way. That's so. what I don't go for it. Words I agree with the implementation toy, sorry, yeah. that you yourself, Phil, have spoke about, right? The two guys, from a physical point of view, mm. the both of them have, have the chance to come off and hit each other. Yeah, correct? So if me and you go for a header at a run each, it's never a free kick, okay? If you go for a run against a standing man to win a ball in the air, generally the free kick gets given against. Yeah, because of the, yeah. yeah. the, the momentum. Because the people are listening to Because of the momentum, my apologies. Because yeah. of the momentum, the free yeah. kick gets yeah. given yeah. against the man who's running... He's going to go through the player, obviously, because yeah. he's no, he hasn't got the physical impact to, yeah. to stand up against what's coming through him. The Gea has a chance to come off his line, which he's done. So both of them are going for the same ball. You're just going to contradict yourself here, by the way. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> you, are, not. you literally have. Because both of them have a run at the ball, Phil. No, but you, you've, you've just contradicted yourself because the Gea is going from a standing space to go up and catch but the he's ball. But he's on the run. No, he's he not on the run. He has to run off his line. He's not on the run. He has one step into the jump to catch the ball because of the flight of the ball. 
Van Dijk has the run in on top of him so your point there he that you just made significant run in on him actually. your yeah, point yeah, that you just yeah. made there was the man coming in who's running to into me, a stationary players don't jump straight and yeah. Van Dijk to me so you just angle, made right? an arse yourself no, no so to me get out get out get out far call in the VAR now so once the reverse you can't touch a goal you can't you can't you can't you can't you literally can't go so you might as well just go right keep you can have the law the law goalkeepers are treated differently but Gary I agree with that the laws of the game two years ago was even more clear than that you weren't allowed to touch a goalkeeper when he was in the air you weren't allowed to touch him you weren't allowed to make contact physical contact with a goalkeeper when he'd left the ground mm. and if you and look if, if you no, look at the field he actually makes a ball he doesn't even go out to catch it that's harms it but that's the other aspect I'll go back to my point well. the law of the game is that if you impede the goalkeeper on his way to catching the ball it's given as a foul. It's yeah. an obstruction. I think the other aspect of this is obviously it was only what three, just three four weeks ago when De Gea's caught out with a, and it was yeah. an arm against the yeah, face. Yeah, it was an arm. Yeah. Um, and and obviously they were going mad at that point. Uh, whether there's still a bit of that, I don't know. I don't know how. Well, right, what, right, mem- what, mem- what memories referees have of games? Uh, two or three weeks earlier when they would might have watched match of the day well, and might have seen that can, De Gea. Can, can I just you know? I, I, I do want to stress it and the reason why I want to stress it and why it's been a good thing and it really is a good thing a couple of years back I remember Mignolet's face getting all pancaked all over the shop with <laughs> elbows into it and everything going for balls and he didn't get them given against him and people said oh, that was a clear foul on Mignolet and next minute his nose is coming at the back of his head and it hasn't come out since yeah. it's still there but, that's why he went to uh, Belgium right? but the consistency of the application in VAR in terms of doing this type of stuff right, has led to why Van Dyke's goal happens. There's no arm around him. Yeah. There's no pulling of his jersey. Yeah, There's no grabbing cool. of the jerseys in the back. It's still going on. No, though. Ray, it's it not. Is. It's nowhere near because they've been given penalties against them and they've been given stuff that's overruled. And finally, all the stuff that's happening that he's tugging the shorts, it seems to be vanishing. I was looking at that game and on the corners and they're going, the only one that they're trying to do now is where they keep the arms out to the side like this. Doesn't Gomez block someone on, on the run? Yeah. On, on, yeah. The, uh, on the corner? Yeah. He steps in across yeah. him, but he doesn't. The arm isn't coming across. Yeah, the arm across. across. It's the grabbing yeah. the shirt. It's like all Skirtle, that. that that's Martin, the, the only that. thing Martin Skirtle could do was yeah. put his arms over somebody on a corner and stop them from jumping, right, and get away with it. Mm. He literally has no football career left because of her. Because mm. he can't tackle, he can't yeah. head, he can't do anything. He's shit, right? Yeah. And Plus he's too old, Phil. But we were, yeah. even <laughs> still, but like you would have taken away the only thing he was good at, which was hiding the fact that he's fouling somebody on a corner. And the Van Dyke goal is a, when you watch that angle from sort of the 18-yard box looking in, you suddenly realise nobody's pulling jerseys, nobody's grabbing things. And then when you see us defending corners, mm. we're not grabbing jerseys, you're not putting arms around fellas, they're not trying to get leverage on them or anything like that because VAR is there, because they know that if they do it and they score or a goal is against, they're going to look at it mm. and they're going to say, was there a foul? And if there is, mm. you know the, the most controversial one that happened a few weeks ago? Do you remember, was it Arsenal where they were given, it was given against them where somebody was either gave a foul or something like that? Remember, it was, it was a last-minute equaliser, a last-minute goal he conceded. I think, was it against Sheffield United? Well, it happened was way it back. West Ham, was it? <clears throat> well, are you talking about the handball? Right. Or? Yeah, yeah it was this, this type of thing. But it all comes up in, this, in the build-up to that mm. goal. And I was just there going, if they're consistent with what they look at, <laughs> You will improve, and we're starting to see the improvements. But there won't be the big news story out of this. There won't be the because there's been too no. much moaning going VAR's ruining the game. Mm. You won't see the positive going. Yeah, actually, people aren't ra- grabbing each other, and no. that's like all of a sudden Van Dijk is scoring a load of goals off corners. We're really good at set pieces, right? And the, the, our delivery is brilliant. But since like October, I think Van Dijk has about four or five headed goals, mm. and 
that's not they, you can't block them off like you used to. Now I know United for their infinite wisdom, Ali keep him at the wheel forever. Like, <laughs> he he sets up. He doesn't have. Imagine now. To be fair, Hardy McGuire's gig as well. So like when they did put him on, it made no difference later on in the game. But like you look at it and you're thinking to yourself, there's an 80 million defender who's blockhead. The only thing that he's good at is launching his head at a ball, mm-hmm. right? Like he mm-hmm. literally has no other skills apart from that, right? And you're not putting him on Van Dijk, who's clearly Liverpool's best header of a ball off a set piece. Right? Even as Ma said it on Twitter today. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't surprise says, me. Why wasn't Harry put on Virgil? <laughs> Why <laughs> Harry would have won that heady? Heady. But genuinely, like, and you're just there going, to, to, like, is your, your man is fucking nuts. Mm. And he's there tonight and he's he's giving it socks saying that they were unlucky to be beaten. They should have got a draw yeah. and probably should have, would have had the win. Ah, look, we'll, go, we'll, we'll do a slaughter section. We'll go on to that in a minute. Look, it was it was... It was 2 0. It wasn't 2 0. It was only 1 0. I know that shot from Henderson. Then, then Vinaldum then puts the ball in the back of the net. Oh, you thought I that actually, was a tighter one than. than yeah, it was really tight. And I yeah. thought it might. I kind of celebrated it because I thought the, the, the flag goes up literally as the ball's yeah. rippling in the Which back of the, the net. Which is the right way to do it. Way, you know, Most was, definitely. Yeah. He was getting loads of abuse, by yeah. the way, that linesman, uh, yeah. as, you, as usual, from the usual suspects. But to be fair to him, he was giving a little bit back, which I've never seen. I don't know yeah. whether that's a good thing or not. But, you uh, get sacked. He, he was giving a little bit back. Well, there's a few little like, uh, wobbles of the head and, and, and thumbs up and all this sort of stuff, like in irony to some of the stuff that was going on. So I don't know how he'll get on in his, yeah. in his assessment because I've I've never seen any of the linesmen react to yeah. all the stuff that goes on but I, do, I do love did. a bit of uh, crowd interaction did yeah. you see the clip of um, someone blows a kiss at Ronaldo it wasn't in the United game it was okay. last week oh, yeah. and uh, he blows a kiss back I just yeah. I just love that so it he disallows that. I thought maybe I sort of celebrated it because I thought maybe it would be reversed uh, on the VAR but it wasn't at that stage, I was quite comfortable. I wasn't losing my shit over the fact that it, we were getting goals disallowed for, for whatever reason. Um, United were offering very little threat. We have the chance. Mane, um, Mane goes through, has a decent chance. Should, should have buried it, really. Yeah. De Gea pulls off a decent save, but I still think he needs to be more clinical. It was a simple pass down the side. Situation. Mm. Um, so look, we we were we were in we were in control. I think there was one. I seem to remember one threat from United Martial in that first half. It was, yeah. very, it was soon after um, Salah, like from you know six yards should have buried it. Yeah, yeah. hit it in new stadium. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so look, there was very little threat there. But obviously, as we get into the second half, we really tried to go for that second goal. And, and as you mentioned in that sec- early part of the second half, like Hendo's uh, shot, which was saved by De Gea onto the post, it was an absolute yeah. wonder strike. Andy, yeah. what? Like, yeah, I mean, the, that, that first 10, 15 minutes of the second half was extraordinary. Yeah. You know, that was when it really became obvious the levels, the difference in levels. A United team in the past, even if they weren't as good as it says they are now, they would have, they would have, Stifle that game. Players mm. would have went down injured. They would have took time taking throw in. So would have mm. stopped Liverpool. There was a momentum. little bit of that. They they seem to they seem to try it, uh, and then they seem to like get fed up of doing it. Mm. You know, early doors. There was yeah. a bit of that. I remember one throwing directly in front of me where I was thinking to me went immediately went through in my head. It was early. It was early on. Are they mm. going to try and do this fucking Chelsea thing? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? 
But they seem to they seem to get fed up of it after about 15, 20 minutes. Mm. And it never crept back in. Well, yeah, that that was that was just sensational. And that's when you just don't want the game to end. Like, yeah. you know, I never felt that United were ever going to, even at 1-0, I never felt that they were going to score. It just, it was, you were just waiting for the next Liverpool goal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like it came very late on. But it, it was, you just want the match to go on forever. Yeah. I thought know? it went, I thought particularly the first half, but... That match I thought went so quick yesterday. Yeah, I thought if I thought the ninety minutes flew by. To be honest with you, sometimes you're looking up at the you know at the at the clock on the scoreboard and it's you know it's it's crawling a little bit because that, there's little lulls yeah. normally in a game. But it was it was high tempo through. I mean, yeah. I think that's why the whole fucking thing didn't run down to Salah at the end. Yeah, it was like a more of a relief. Yeah. you know, Allison bails down, but the rest kind of jogged in. You know, I think. I think Tordis had set in at that stage. It was amazing how their, their bigger signs couldn't handle that atmosphere yesterday. Wan Bissaka. I thought no, Dan, was, Dan, was, Dan, was like Daniel James, like Daniel I, James, like should pull Salah down. It was awful. Yeah, he was, he was anonymous. Like yeah. it, it was only coming up to half time that I realised that he was he was on the pitch sort of thing. Gore was, was all over the shop. I think that Genie nuts yeah. him on the halfway mm-hmm. line when he doesn't need to come out that far yeah. out of position. Matic picks up the early yellow, so he's running scared and a little bit. Should have got. Soon after as well. Could have, could have. Um, mm. But look, we we get to that point. Obviously, you know, I, I personally felt you know they threw matter on towards the end, and I thought he was starting to pull a few strings. He was starting to potentially get them into dangerous areas, and I, I, and he was the one who I was fearing might come up with something. You know, just mm. just to get in behind us and stick one in. Um, Similar, well, not similar, but obviously he scored in in the cup there through the week. But um, we're getting into the 90th minute. A um, little bit of pressure. I think if mem- my memory's right, we have one opportunity to break away towards the end and fuck it up. But then when Alisson gets that ball, I'm thinking to myself, just hang on, job done. Yeah. And... I couldn't believe it when he, you know, springs that throw out to to Mo. Yeah. And for a split second there, I'm caught between two minds. Like, what, what, I didn't know which way to react, whether to give out or whether to cheer on Mo as he streaks down towards the cop end. And he puts that in. And I'm not going to lie, I jumped directly on the two seats in front of me <laughs> on the top of the two seats and I celebrated that goal like we have just won the league that was my moment yeah um what 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 was going through your head Andy when that goal goes in I thought uh, De Gea had come up so when when it looked like Van, uh, when uh, Salah was in I thought there was no goalkeeper okay you know he wanted to go up yeah didn't the camera he, go to him when you he wants to go. You can see him he looking to the bench. Yeah. So he was obviously being told. I thought he was yeah. still hanging around. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but they committed their the two players that normally sit back. They committed them yeah. halfway into our half. Yeah, and it meant Salah could hang around on the on the halfway line yeah. just for the loose one. Like normally you've kind of got eleven players in the box defending the late corner. But uh, that ball by Allison, he punts it so far forward. I thought there was no goalkeeper. That's what that was okay. in my mind. But um, for all the criticism that Salah has come into, that's when he shines. Like, 
one on one with the one on one with the keeper, getting away from the fenders, just shoving away, shoving away, shoving away the whole time, and to have the composure to finish after kind of sprinting 50, 60 yards. Yeah, the whole half of the pitch. And Danny James is no slouch either. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was on his he's tail. Fast player, he yeah. didn't seem to want to put a challenge in. I think he just wanted to try and disrupt. Yeah, Salah's fin. You know, Salah's shot ultimately. Well, he knows. Yeah, but look, it's unreal. It was, wasn't yeah, it? And the celebration. Um, yeah, it's another iconic moment. He's standing there with the jersey off in front yeah, of the cup. I know. You know, that's that's a picture. You, you know, after when the season finishes, they're the pictures you want to win. I know. Well. Even his comment during the week. And Phil, I mean, you're an ex goalkeeper. Apparently, Allison ran up the pitch at about 16, 17 miles an hour. Did you ever get up to 16, 17 miles an hour on a football pitch? Oh. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure. So you get deep, uninterrupted sleep. All night, every night. The Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep starts now with all Tempur-Pedic mattresses on sale and savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Learn more at Tempur-Pedic.com. All time. Flying <laughs> <laughs> pig as I was on. It's grand. Like he's, he hasn't had to sprint for the whole fucking game. For the whole season, that's the first time he's got to run. He was just stretching his legs. He didn't want his, his Achilles to go badoink again. It was like there, were, it out. there were times in that game where he looked fucking freezing. Yeah. He yeah. was, He was honestly, like, he. it was so funny. He had so little to do. In that 15, like, 15-minute 15 spell at the beginning of the second half, he was just doing all he could to stay warm, you know, kind yeah. of in that midpoint yeah. between the, the penalty area and the halfway line. He was probably thinking, like, this is the coldest I've been. Do you know what happens? St- I want to see him smoking. Do, do, you know what, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's missing in those two, in that goal? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Smoking's bad for you. No, but if he went into the, you know, Joe Burrow style cigar. At the if end he went of... into the into the goal, you know where you know you have a little towel around. Oh like, yeah, a box of like smokes. Adrian's yellow towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lit up a cigarette and just walk back out. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a smoke. Would that be the best thing? Oh, your man. Ever. Was it your man? Was it your man off Shrewsbury? He Are went off and got a burger. Are you allowed to Yeah. Hey, Andy, hey, do, you know, do you remember the guy, the sub keeper off Shrewsbury for on BT yeah. Sport went off and got a burger halfway through the match oh, and came yeah. back uh, and had that? Well, he wasn't banned, was he? He got sacked. He got sacked. Sacked by. Shrewsbury. Oh, because there was a bet. Yeah, because yeah, there was a bet going. Yeah, a bet. Wouldn't it be great yeah. if, if Alison just wandered off, get something in the foyer and came back onto the pitch <laughs> and having like a, a, a bottle of Carlsberg, let's say, and a burger. Yeah. Just like, how are we going, lads? They yeah. just miss me. But did I miss anything that was going on? Yeah. No. Or even go for a nap. I want to see him have a smoke. <laughs> we we'll get a price on that. From two things. Two, I, I tweeted after the game. I tweeted after the game that Salah doesn't get the respect off Liverpool fans that he deserves. Right, yeah. and we want he won't get it until he leaves the club. <coughs> and I got something back. Oh, he's great, and everyone thinks he's God. And and, and I was like, mm. no. I if think you we get frustrated, that's yeah, that's that's the, the what stu- a lot of the stupidity on that is. We're looking at a fella who even when he's playing a 7 out of 10 game, gets three chances and is likely to score one. Mm. He's a fella who's going to put in, who's going to put in, I think, his third season of 20 plus goals for us. And he's not a central mm-hmm. striker, right? Mm-hmm. He's a fella that in the crunch moments has always come up with the goals or has the assist for the goal that happens. 
Like he was the fella that in the Champions League final steps up, takes the penalty and sends us on our way to win it, right? He he scored big goals. Remember the Chelsea goal? Cuts inside, drills into the mm, top corner oh, last year. Beautiful. This is an elite talent. This is a talent that is better than players who are being called the greatest of all time. Mm. Like he's better than Messi at the moment. Yeah. Even mm. though he's not having the same Salah's biggest problem was that his four season so good. was so much better than anything we've mm. ever seen before mm. in a four season for Liverpool that he's continually compared to that. And even at that, mm. he's never far off that season in terms of productivity and output. If you watch Messi in games for Barcelona, he spends a lot of time not involved. Yeah. And then for 20 minutes he's involved and does amazing things and scores a goal. What's the difference? Yeah, true. Mm. We I mean, be- what we did in that first season is we were analysing a 30-odd million pound player against his return. Yeah. Phenomenal. Then from then on in, we're basically measuring against a 100 million pound mm. player yeah. and yeah. there's been a slight drop-off. Yeah. And even that drop-off is minuscule compared to him. And again, he's not a central striker, but the goal does two things for Salah in my head, right? Nearly every time this season, he does something and it kicks on, he'll score about 12, 15 goals before the end of the season. Mm. But he's killed his United block, right? Mm. Mm. He should have scored before that goal and it was saved. Mm. He should have scored before that as well. And it was it, a weak finish. Yeah, it was a weak it? finish. And that goal it's in itself does two things. It's the first time De Gea looks like a decrepit old has been in Anfield. Because up until then, remember the save he makes off Mane where he's, he's back to being the best in the world, right? Yeah. And, never, and obviously gets his hand to the Hendo shot. Hendo. Yeah. It's, an, he it's should, a phenomenal save. De Gea should never concede that goal. It wasn't even a well-struck shot. It was a dribbly no, thing no, through his legs. legs. And he looks kind of half all swift. types of shapes of a, of a basically... When an octopus tries it, right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't move. <laughs> he's, he's trying to do all types of shapes, and his body's just gone. Ah, you're finished, fella. Right? So he ended the Gaia, right? Yeah. And then he also ends his, his mental block about can I score against United? Because as Andy said, it is a long way to go. And as, as, as amazing as Allison's kick out is, yeah, it's a horrible fade on the kick out. So he doesn't get a bounce in front of him to keep him going away from the player. Like the, the, the side spin on the ball <laughs> fades yeah. and all of a sudden he has to control, knock it out in front of him, start dribbling and keep going, but cut across the defender so the defender can't get a slow tackle on him. And he does it all. And then right at the end he hits the Scaldius. I, I, when I saw this, I was like, when he hits it, I was going, he's not going to score. Oh, it's gone in. That's amazing. It's like, it's just a scaldy goal. And it's one you're not expecting the guy to let go in. And, all sorts of fucking man. I'd, I'd be, I would have taken my shorts off and everything was him. I would have been going in the nip, in doing helicopters from the cop at all the United fans going, there you go. Why are you all your chance. Uh, taking the top off? Like, what, what? Why'd you get booked? Yeah, why is it's that? just a standard bleeding yeah, law, isn't it? Shit. I thought they got rid of that law. No, it's a standard Should've bleeding law. Should have gone to Varen. I actually thought, I don't know anyone else thought it, but like, if you look back at, you know, Salah's reaction to uh, Alisson heading towards him. He looks fucking frightened. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. If you saw this joint hairy fucking abominable <laughs> snowman running towards you at 16 miles an hour and going, where's he come from? I haven't seen any still photos. Oh, he does. Back to him yeah. again. 
I, I think he, he just expects there's more players behind them. Yeah, there's no celebrate. one because they're all in our in yeah. our half. Yeah, <laughs> they're all, they're all just watching him yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Andy, just, do you reckon if the guy had saved it, Allison was already on his bike at that stage? He would have followed up. And just <laughs> Could you imagine? Imagine if the guy saves that and the bloke that bounds in the rebound is Allison. And it's going, what the fuck? Wraps off the finish. I'm into the stand. Yeah. He's, he's got, <laughs> boom! In your face, the guy with the smoke in his mouth. Well, I want to see Allison next time we have a penalty getting done for encroachment. He's <laughs> <laughs> that far forward. It would be so fucking funny if he was there just to. Thump the ball on the rebound. It would have been the best moment of the season. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Would he then get the assist of of the assist for his own goal? Because he played the pass to Salah. Nah, Do you think there's hockey a good assist? Jo- like, he would have got aside. <laughs> he would have had a hockey assist of his own goal. All joking aside, like, would you, would you, all joking aside, would you, like, would you be up for seeing Allison play like 15 minutes outfield? No. <laughs> No, because I want to see him score his own rebound. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good it is. Like, yeah. d- d- Right, I said this the week before last when it was last on, right? We have an opportunity now to go unbeaten yeah. and to break City's record, right? Yeah. So we could... The, the, this isn't a great side, right? And I'll elaborate on that a wee bit, right? But this is potentially the greatest single season by any football team mm. ever, mm. okay? And that's even without winning the Champions League or retaining the Champions League again yeah. this year. What we could be doing here, basically, I was only thinking of this on the drive over, is we could be putting this in a position now where no one's going to be talking about people breaking records for, for the next 50 years because there's no <laughs> records to be broken, yeah. potentially. It's near, like, if, right, imagine the madness. Imagine we win every game to the end of the season. But even um, if, so even if, say, we dropped, maybe, so even if we did, say, maybe two draws. Just hear me out on this, Ray. Hear me out on this, right? Yeah. Imagine we won every game till the end of the season. Yeah. Okay. There's only what sixteen games left. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Is it? So if we did that, that would mean over the course of the whole season, we'll have only dropped two points. Yeah. I don't think that's ever been broken. Oh, ever. No, I don't. Close. I don't think it'll ever get close because you're at a level that only American football teams achieve, but that's over sixteen games. Like th- that would be impossible, it's once, hasn't it? It'd be impossible to repeat. It's only happened once. But it'd be impossible to repeat. And if you go unbeaten that way, it's never getting done again. There's going to be two. And I, I, I don't mm. believe we can, but I just want the, the logic behind it. I mm. like the way Van Dijk was talking. I like the way Klopp is talking. He knows in the back of his head it's unlikely that we're not going to, we're not, not going to win the A lot league. A of averages. Right? <laughs> but by taking this simply one game at a time and just winning the next game that's in front of you, Ignore what happens at the end of the season. Ignore mm. the noise that's mm. going to be there at the end of the season. Mm. Because if you just keep winning, then it doesn't really matter. And every time we win the next game, it just means there's one less game to win. When you think about this logically, all of a sudden, your 16 games become 10 games. Oh, yeah. Become five games. It's Become doable. two games. And then you're going, wow. And to me, that is a bigger carrot at this stage. Oh, it's a huge, I think it's a bigger well, carrot than, than like I, I with this amount of games and immortality. This, that's what we're yeah. seeking now at yeah. this point. And that's where I go back to the single. I, like for me, I want to see for me to say, yeah, 
this is one of the greatest teams ever, right? You need to replicate winning trophies over three, four years, mm. okay? But to be the single greatest season by any football team ever, mm. to do what I'm talking about here, even now as it stands, <coughs> if we win 10 more matches out of the 16 that's left, right? Mm. We put ourselves in the pantheon of the greatest single seasons ever. We are going to have won the Champions League, the Super Cup, the World Club Championship mm. and the league and we'll be holders of all those trophies at the same time. At the same time. Take the photo quick. Take the photo quick. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I'll go one step further. We have the potential now also to win the FA Cup. Oh, yeah. Well, true this is, I, I mean, true I made the, pretty much the same point last, last week. People need to stop saying, would you, you know, would you take City winning the Champions League for us to go unbeaten for the season and be Centurions and blah, 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 mm. and all that. No, stop. All that stuff's out the window now. We are, we are witnessing our golden era. Yeah. This is yeah. Liverpool of the 80s, except better. Yeah. This is a team that's steamrolling through the league. There's mm. nobody to touch us, not even the great fucking team that City are. Yeah. They can't cope. The reason they've dropped so many points is because their heads are gone. Melted. They can't compete with this. No. So we're exceeding what they've done now. Mm-hmm. And it, nobody can believe that. Yeah, we've outrun the pace so that they've been able to set. Yeah. Stop thinking about ifs and buts and would you take this and would you take that. We yeah. need to win the FA Cup. Yeah. We need to win the Champions League. We need to go unbeaten for the rest of the All of them. Clean yeah. sweep. I if think we, I think there was a few things at the beginning of the season, um, you know, which seemed like prerequisites to win the league. Not just what we would be doing, but some of the things that we'd have to do in relation to City. So I thought we'd have to beat them twice. Yeah. Don't think we'll have to beat them twice now. No. Um, I thought we'd need them to progress in the Champions League to maybe the semi-final to give them a distraction. Yeah. They could go out against Real Madrid. It's not going to stop us winning the league. No. A lot of this stuff has gone completely yeah. out the window because we have taken complete control of of the situation. So, yeah, with a favourable FA Cup draw on the horizon, you know, we've seen what we were able to do against Everton. You never know where you're going to go with the next round in terms of the draw. A couple of more favourable rounds. City always tend to get it. Why can't we get these favourable draws? All of a sudden you're Champions League, league, you know. Yeah. Um, we always seem to... We always seem for the last few seasons we've seen to 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 really peak in Europe at this time when it goes into the into the knockout stage. Who, yeah. who can beat who can beat us over two legs in Europe at the moment? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the greatest danger to us not going unbeaten mm-hmm. is the earlier we win the league. And what we what where are because meant to a, after that right and approaches listen then. to me if we could win the league on February the first. I'll grab it with two hands. I'm not mm. saying I don't want mm. us to win the league mm. early so as, so as that we go close to a beating, right? I want the, I do want the league wrapped up. I want mm. the in a nice little parcel and sitting there. But what happens is, say we win it in Goodison, as we probably will, right? I'm not sure. It's a bit early. No. <laughs> um, say we win it in Goodison. Well, we're seven back from the end now. Seven yeah. back from the end of the season. Everything so. remaining equal at City, yeah. isn't it? It's the Etihad, yeah. yeah. Which oh. I, I'm quite favouring now. But anyway. Oh, no, you're wrong. It's going to be Goodison. <laughs> Um, anyway, if think about it this way, once we have the league won mathematically, mm-hmm. then Klopp is going to start. If we're assuming we're still in the Champions League and the FA Cup, right? Yeah, the focus is going to go off naturally. Mm. If there's another trophy there to win, the focus is going to just move ever so slightly onto winning the Champions, Champions League, League, knowing that you're going to 
look after your business anyway in the league. Yeah, yeah, you mightn't yeah, have this yeah. procession to the end, but you'll yeah. just like the focus just go off. Be like be, be like Bayern Munich too most yeah. years. Bayern there twice in the under yeah. Pep. Mm. Yeah, mm. as mm. they just go, and then the, the focus just gets torn onto the Champions League and onto the FA Cup. See how deep you can go on that. See when you're still mm. in the competition as well. Yeah, mm. That's just prioritising. That's just the difference between playing the Lana in the league that or becomes, the Lana in the Champions League. But my point you there, know, or, but the, only, the only point I make there, Andy, is that's when with the focus slightly switching away, the potential for not going unbeaten happens. Because mm. the onus to win your games, to yeah. win the games, all just goes away. From and you're playing Chelsea. Yeah, so for example, you're playing Chelsea, and then Chelsea and might come, you're you know, Arsenal. chasing down fourth place yeah. with, with, a, with a goal. Yeah, with yeah, a you're playing Arsenal, yeah. Chelsea, you know, and Newcastle yeah. in the last three. Yeah, right? you've got City at the start, and those three, and Newcastle is the last game of the season. Yeah, Newcastle will probably need to get a result to stay up. Arsenal probably need a, ch- a result to stay up, and Chelsea probably need stay a up. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea probably need a result to to For fourth. to seal fourth. Yeah, because the way they're they're so inconsistent. Oh, no. not gonna, I was looking All at I was shop. looking at a stat that was there. Right, they've done a, they've done a, an analysis of. Um, um, Fruit machines, by the sounds of it. <laughs> and uh, they've decided that candy canes. Are the new, uh, what what they, they're looking at the positions, the relative positions of second to where second is in the league this year, and toward is to toward over the last and the average. So at the moment, num- second place in the league is on forty eight points. Yeah. The average since nineteen ninety five in the Premier League. Yeah. Is forty five points. Okay. So City are three points above Better the off. average, right? Okay. This time last year, City were on 56 points. Okay. And we were still above them. Wow, okay. Right, so you can see the differential mm-hmm. that sits there. Mm-hmm. But up until then, the second highest points total of second place mm-hmm. at this point of the season was 11-12, and that was Man United with 54 points. Okay. The, nor- the average there, running, the running average is 45 points. Mm-hmm. For third place, the running average at this point of the season after 23 games is 43 points. Less than 45, bit better, yeah. Right, for fourth, yeah. it's 40, yeah. and Chelsea on 39. Okay, so fifth, there about. Yeah, yeah, fifth is 38. Okay, United it's is 34. 34. Yeah. And sixth is 36. Okay, 34, 34. Yeah. So from fourth to sixth, they're below mm. where, the, where the average has mm. been. But from third up, they're above the average. And obviously top, what, yeah. What we've done, yeah. not just over this year, but last year, we've... Written a new script because mm. we were on fifty nine points, I think it was this time mm. last year, and we're on sixty four this year. Not only have we done gone ahead of where we were this time last year, which was mad at the same time, we've gone beyond it. We've gone beyond what what has been done before. It's the single highest points of total after twenty three games. It's yeah. incredible what we've done. Yeah, right. So you look at it and you're saying, "Well, you hear all this shit about oh, the league is a poor standard." No, the league is at the exact same standard. If we were on the same points as we were this time last year. If we were on 59 points, they would still be saying there's the chance that there's a title run here. All it takes is Liverpool to lose one game, City to win one game, and all of a sudden you're, it's now a single point and they've lost it from that position before. The opportunity to win on Saturday, I mean on Sunday, couldn't be, the stakes couldn't have been higher. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The ability to put 14 points between ourselves and City after they drop points. Well, 16 now, isn't this, it? This time last year, yeah, yeah, sorry, 16. Mm-hmm. This time last year, when we have, when we had the opportunity, Ray, to extend the lead again, I think it was the 10 points, and we played Leicester, and we didn't, and we would have had, I think, two games in hand or something at that point, right? Every time I look at it, I'm saying, what this team learned last year was, when an opportunity presents itself, because the opposition that you're chasing is so good, you don't let it slip. 
Yeah. You don't let it slip. I think someone said that before. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? You don't, yeah. you don't let the opportunity slip out your hands. And this team brilliantly has accepted those opportunities and has not wilted in the face of taking those opportunities yeah. and has delivered yeah. time and time again this season. Well, we are a thousand to one on to win the league with uh, one particular uh, bookmaker, We've Paddy Power. Left. Keep going. A thousand to one on to win the league. Um, Easy pound to make. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, yeah. Um, so, look, it's. I took it to the bank yesterday, basically, in that 93rd minute. I celebrated it. The chorus rang out, we're going we're gonna to win the league, and now you're going to believe us. And also, one of my personal favourites, which I'd completely forgotten about, um, was um, sung before the game, which was um, handed over Manchester. So uh, someone of your age, Andy, probably did, wasn't around when those no. types of songs were, were, were sung. So when you next go to Anfield, I'm sure you'll get the, uh, the beauty of that particular song. Can you sing a part of it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do they know these songs with all the day trippers there, like yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I was at the uh, epicenter of like you know day trippers, really in the sand. Yeah. And, you know, it's a it's a big hub for. Yeah. for Did you get a half and half? <laughs> <laughs> they were being sold in there. Oh, yeah. it was it was the other phenomenon the video going around yesterday. See, of all the yeah. the tourists outside. Oh yeah, yeah. The other phenomenon as well in the sand in there yesterday was that like they had um, Jamie Webster light up on the stage. Oh, oh yeah, he's there all the time. No, not Jamie Webster. Jamie Webster light, yeah. as in uh, some some fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's been he, he's been. There's a lot of them at it now. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, the clowns. <laughs> Just loads of clowns going around there, just the same act. Uh, <laughs> that that's it. I don't mean for a second, Jamie. But yeah, the sand yeah. was absolutely hopping before the game, and um, yeah, all the songs were being belted out, a la Jamie Webster style. Uh, Leicester at the at the time was on, and uh, Vardy was missing penalties, and Burnley were, were scoring goals. So look, it all went well. Obviously, we had. Um, City dropping points um, on the Saturday, which was a, an absolute bonus, which was completely unexpected. <laughs> I mean, you were saying about, you know, their heads have gone, you know, if, yeah. if it, that's, that was just another example of it, you know what I mean? You, you score two late goals and you let Palace go up the other end and score like it's... And you do it yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, it's become less exciting now when City <laughs> are dropping points. Yeah. I mean, I, I was fairly. I, I seen Palace were one up, and I went. No. I threw it on a half time myself. It, I don't care if if City <coughs> win, turn us around. It's not necessary anymore. I don't care. Like, yeah, like yeah. you know. But um, yeah, just it just it just makes it a bit easier for the players. Whatever can make it easier for the players on the way in here. Yeah. You know? As Phil says, if you if you win the league too early, it could have a negative impact. Mm. You know, but then. Klopp just has to adjust the motivation. Yeah. You've won the league now. Now go and show the fans that yeah. you can remain unbeaten for the rest of the season. And I know he says he plays it down, but of course that's going to become a thing. But anyway, yeah. Fuck it. It's almost there. Yeah. Right, we can smell it. But look, another thing that was smelling the place out yesterday was United, really. I yeah. mean, from even from early on, I thought... I don't know if they've tweaked the acoustics or something, <clears throat> or the crowd really was that loud, but, um, like, 
they seem to have come up with this uh, approach of playing real high tempo music before the players come out. I just got onto it yesterday, yeah. uh, uh, and you know it got the crowd going. And you know that little section of United fans, like you couldn't hear them at all. Yeah, you couldn't hear them through uh, on the TV. I know you never walk alone. You hear, but they were singing. But it was like they were on mute. You always hear, yeah, I did. You know, yeah, you always hear it, but you couldn't hear it on telly. Yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, again, it just seems to be a symbol of where they're at right now. That that literally they are kind of voiceless in a way. Um, They are all (laughs) in the (laughs) naughties, deluded and going nowhere. So, look, what's your... Ole's at the wheel. <laughs> Keep him at the wheel. <laughs> so, what was your... I'm on a trust next week. <laughs> what was your take on on United and where they're at? I mean, like, they, they seem to be in this real... They're in, like, purgatory, really. There's parts of the fan base that are obviously relieved to see the back of previous managers and have settled for this situation and, and, and this, you know, kind of bit of a spoofer, really, in terms of what he's trying to do there and coming out with these sound bites to please yeah. the, the core, the hardcore fans, um, which is working for him, it seems, to a, to a point from that but point of view. He's but, so awkward. Yeah. He's so awkward when he's asked a question and um, he's not able to, he's not even able to make his point. He kind of gets distracted and off he goes on a tangent. Yeah. And it's, it's like he's very self-conscious. What are people saying about me? And then he's making stupid remarks and it doesn't make sense to him. I think the United fans, they don't know what to do. I mean, it was like us, as Phil says, in the 90s. We didn't know what to do. Like, we bringing back ex-players, bringing back, you know, having it. The, the next thing they're going to do is have some manager come in and manage with Ali. That's what they're going to do next. They're going to have Call their manager. Own, yeah. <laughs> their Julia yeah. and uh, Roy Evans show. Yeah. Or, or Fergie <laughs> manages with them. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Something along them lines because what else, what can you do? Mm. They've just made mistake after mistake and we can relate to that so much. We like we can feel their pain. Mm. We know how how horrible this must be for them. Yeah, because we've been there. Alasunas. Yeah, we know exactly how it feels. So looking at them um, fail so miserably, it's so pleasurable. Like this, I mean, I remember when um, keeper who played well or fantastic. Uh, we had uh, defenders who did a job, and we got back into the game. We created chances. <laughs> Great. Got back into the game by scoring no goals and losing. It's insane. I know. Do you know what you remember when the XG was over one though? To be fair, they created transitions. <laughs> <laughs> they created transitions. Like I mean, that's it's so fucked up shit. Like, um, do you remember when Moyes took over and you know it was he was a laughing stock and there was the loads of memes down the rounds of him running down the line and stuff like that? Mm. And you you were pinching yourself like. But now this this nightmare has continued on yeah. for them for seven years now. Yeah, and they don't know what to do. No, they and don't, it's just brilliant. They don't have no plan. They've yeah. no. They're not. They don't seem to be. They're clutching at straws. The transfer strategy is all over the place. They're making yeah. the splash signings. They're hoping. They're really just throwing darts at the board at this yeah. stage. Yeah, and you know they don't even pull it up to us on Twitter. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we sports fans. 
trying to make names for themselves on Twitter. Yeah. Y- you know, you name it, we go and play fucking Wolves, Watford, they're pulling up to us. Yeah. You know, fans just don't bother. Yeah. Uh, there was a moment yesterday, right? I noticed I, <clears throat> I do tend to every now and again have a little look at the opposition manager and how animated or otherwise they are. And I know he's very, he, you know, camera goes on and he tends to be sat in a seat a lot of the time and mm. not really seems, seem, doesn't seem to be sending out a lot of messages or even standing there trying to motivate the players. And there was a point yesterday where um, it was first half, they were attacking up towards the cop end. They they wasted a, a decent position, decent opportunity. Can't remember who it was exactly. It might have been Daniel James. I don't know who it was. But he was up, you know, on the sideline. And they made a complete hash of it. He basically started applauding the player. <laughs> and then he went back to his seat. And we literally sprung up the other end and had, like, a really dangerous opportunity. And yeah. he just sat there in his seat and had applauded someone for making a complete titter themselves yeah. up at the cop end and I was like and then meanwhile Klopp standing there just like you know some kind of professor who you know is meti- you know meticulously making yeah. sure that you know our players are on it every single minute you know it's just he's he's just completely out of his depth and if you, if you want to uh, to make the perfect comparison you just look at the body language of the two managers yeah. on the sideline yeah Klopp is so involved in the game. Yeah, he's the twelfth man. Doesn't he's, doesn't sit down. Yeah, he's in the game. Yeah, you know he's 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 kicking every ball. He's heading every header. He's in every tackle. Yeah, and every everything that goes wrong on the pitch, he's on it straight away. Yeah, and he's correcting it. Yeah, because that's his level, and he's he's comfortable doing it. But Southshire shouldn't even be managing, you know, a second or third division team in Norway. <laughs> He's just not a fucking manager. No. It's just stupid. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. And, it, you know, without fear of becoming a, a Man United podcast. You know, like, <laughs> but it's it's. But I listened like, to a few podca- Liverpool podcasts in the week building up to the game. And, and quite a few of them had, you know, a United fan or United podcast yeah. person or whatever. None of them were, were, were anywhere near as scathing as I would have thought they'd have been. They're all very much... You know, whether it's towing a party line or whatever, they just don't see through. Is this like us when we had Kenny the second time around and you're afraid to criticise or whatever? Maybe it is, but I mean, I'm sure if Divock takes over (laughs) in 20 years' time and And he's making a tomfoolery of the whole club, Mm. yeah, we're going to fucking kick off big time. Yeah. You know, it's only him. Yeah. Like he's. Who is our equivalent? David Fairclough? Possibly, he'd, yeah. He'd be stuck into David Fairclough big time if he was managing us and this shit was going down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we got stuck into him when Liverpool were losing 4 0 against Tottenham. <laughs> 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 and he was just an innocent bystander yeah. in Stoutman's. Having you know chips. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he was just having chips. It's mad, those, his interviews are. Are becoming more and more comical, yeah. and then Phil's mate Henry Winter absolutely hangs him out to draw yesterday morning. Okay, in regards yeah, to Ra- Rashford's injury, okay. uh, how he's managed, how, it now how he's been in, how he went into that game injured the other night that with a back injury, mm. and has come out with two fracture vertebrae or whatever, and mm. um, mm. because of obviously the incident that happened in the game, mm. like he's he has to be hung out to draw now. Mm. But yeah, he's. Keen, etc. Back and it's absolutely yeah. Keen asking for another year. It's hilarious. It's like it's great that there's that kind of 
um, shit show going on, really, because it, it doesn't show, show any signs of uh, turning any other way. I don't think we can expect, unless they do, you know, change the manager and it has an instant impact, a Pochettino comes and has an instant impact. But look, they're not our problem anymore, thankfully. You know, they're not they're not really in anywhere near our kind of uh, vicinity for the next little while. So Phil's got a grin on his face. Is he going to... He's found another video. Yeah. (laughs) Feels like a research in the car. He is, yeah. He could have done it before he come on, like... We suffered at the hands of an early onslaught, which you invariably do at Gibson, but towards the end of the first half, we started even things out. From what I saw, we thought we dominated the second half totally. I thought the shape of the team was good today. The quality of our passing and movement was good. Roy Hudson, the last time we lost the Merseyside Derby. Mm. That is... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after mm. the Liverpool game his transitions mm. were great we made loads of chances and we were unlucky not to win the game Yeah, he is their Hodgson no 10 more years Hodgson's a better blagger <laughs> but that's because Solskjaer's never getting another job after but, this but Andy, Andy probably, he's yeah. going to be on a scrap heap no, he the cannot manage football the, the team. difference yeah. with Solskjaer is he's not a broad seat man in the tabloid world whereas Hodgson has all the journals in his back pocket yeah. the difference with, with Solskjaer has his mates that used to play with him for United in the 90s who backing are now him. in the media backing him right yeah. you talk about Keane you talk about the lads yeah. that's all he has right yeah. even Neville has turned on him Van Persie has a, has a fucking big laugh at the state of him today right like, yeah. it's like you're not fucking smiling now are you ha ha you little prick they're word for word verbatim what you tweeted out today right so yeah. Like literally anyone who didn't play with Solskjaer is just looking at going what the fuck are you know what you're doing mm. anyone who did play with him are going give him time give him money to spend and listen those players are right he needs more money to spend and he needs more time because he can do what Klopp did because just like Klopp after six, 16 months in charge Klopp was like floundering wildly in, in the league and it was just close to top four but not quite there and you need to give him more time I think they should give him a 10 year contract personally I think th- I think he needs to be given a lot more time and a lot more space to develop his culture and his ideas in the football club mm. yeah a lot of time so I look that's we'll, a good way to finish that we'll finish that yeah we'll, we'll we'll move on to our next game which is um, Burnley at Old Trafford on where oh sorry no we're not doing it <laughs> <laughs> with the Liverpool podcast and it's it's Wolves on Thursday night another bit of Thursday night football um, we played Sheffield United on a Thursday night a few weeks ago. It's yeah, a bit bizarre playing a Thursday night game. But anyway, yeah, we were the only team to play on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we um, the only again? Yeah, we are the only ones again Everybody playing on Wednesday. Thursday. I think they've given us an extra day's rest just yeah. to make sure that this does happen. Um, so Wolves, probably one of the most difficult fixtures <laughs> left of the. Uh, on the fixture list, yeah. So Wolves had a big, big comeback <laughs> win at the weekend, two nil down, win three two um, at Southampton, which you know Southampton are going well. So you know that that was an ex- that was an excellent result from them. So do we do we fear Wolves in any particular way, Andy? Yeah, I think the way Leicester have fallen off, um, it's now Wolves who are the potential team. lurkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we when we are coming up to play Leicester and we were concerned at that stage Leicester were kind of still within touching distance well 12 points or something along the lines but we were we were worried about that fixture this yeah. is probably the one now that you're thinking possibly a draw here can't see us being beaten but um, they put it up to everyone else they yeah. beat City yeah. you know they beat it was a um, they went a goal down and City, yeah, but City had gone down to ten men, yeah. and then they went. Then City scored, um, yeah. 
the retaken penalty, wasn't it? And then you know Wolves deservedly yeah. get 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 the two goals and win the game ultimately. But um, God, they've got some decent. I mean, your man um, Traore. Yeah, he's obviously. I think the circumstances of how he, we beat them as well. Yeah, it's kind of back up a bit more, aren't they? Yeah, they're good side. The midfield's very good. Yeah. Damatore is flying at the he's moment. He's flying at the moment, isn't he? That was his kind of that yeah. was his coming out party, wasn't it? Chris called it. Yeah. Um, I think six years ago he mentioned uh, Traore would be a player and he's had half a season now, so yeah. another tick for Grizz. Hello, Grizz. Um, <laughs> Jimenez is flying as well. Jimenez is back in the goals, had a bit of a quiet yeah. um, start. I mean, I think it was the United, so they played United in the cup there, didn't they? And I thought they looked a bit leggy at Old Trafford. Mm. Um, so in some ways, being two 0 down, you're thinking, okay, this really is maybe because you know there was a lot of comments flying around on that about the fact they were into like I think they're approaching nearly forty games because of all the Europa League stuff yeah. at the beginning of the season. But then obviously they make a big comeback there, so they're not like we've got to be on our toes, haven't we? Um, they're a bit like Leicester as well, though, aren't they? They've they've got that eleven and outside that yeah. they don't really adjust. Yeah, there's not major changes made outside that yeah. eleven. I think the thing, Phil, for me is we just got to give them very little encouragement. Obviously, if if they get if they get an early goal, that's a decent play. You know, from an atmosphere point of view, I like Wolves. I like them at, I, as, I like as them a football here. team. Goes, yeah. so I hope yeah. to get fourth. I, I love what they've done. I yeah. hope to get fourth since they come up. I don't like the concept as a project, but I like Wolves in terms of what they're doing. There's Ars- a lot of Liverpool light stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. In terms well, of the Jimenez but, song, but the, in terms of no, the, in big, terms the, of the Nuno big, the going key, up yeah. at the end. Right, the key difference there is that that's George Mendes's club. Mm. So that's an experiment where he's more or less running all the transfers for the club. Yeah. So he's bringing in his players in. It's ba- they're basically using it as a shop window. They're going to try sell the, sell them for the highest price they can possibly get over, and he gets okay. get all his agent fees. But outside of that. Like they have the Portuguese prayer ref managing them, and like I think Arsenal missed the trip by not appointing him, or I even think United you know, would do well to appoint mm-hmm. him as, mm-hmm. as a manager. To be totally honest, where they are at this moment in time, mm. Nuno Espirito Santo, see Portuguese prayer, they definitely are a decent football inside. It's going to be a tough game. I will not be surprised if it's a draw, given it's towards night after the come down of the United game. Um. But that wouldn't be the worst, you know, would it be the worst thing in the world? It'll it'll, it'll slide where the game where we're going to win the league, probably. I mean, City have got no shoe in there playing Sheffield United away. I know, Sheffield United have the second best defensive record in the league. Mm. See, it's not just that. I remember before Christmas wondering, where are City's big games? Mm. Over the the course of the next six games, they they were stink ever run. Yeah. And then that then that starts to interfere with the Champions League yeah. games as well. So they've got yeah, the something like there. four out of five difficult league games with the two yeah. Real Madrid games but, thrown in the mix. And we've got we've got this game, the West Ham, and then we get a break until the fifteenth of February because we get our mm, winter break. No, I think we're playing in that first weekend, aren't we, against um, Southampton, and then we get the break. Yeah, I only noticed that. So it's weird, this isn't it? The, this is the winter break. The winter break actually is the fucking splitting winter five break. games one week. Again, the stupid And then Brits. five games the next week. But isn't this the fucking so stupidity? Gets a week off. This is single-mindedly the stupidity That's of the Brits. That's just because of telly. February, yeah. it's spring, dickheads. Yeah, yeah. It's not a winter break, it's a spring mm. break. Yeah. Like, it's spring. Yeah, once they've ran the legs off them for whole, the whole of Christmas. Yeah, and it's not winter. Two rounds yeah. of the FA it's Cup. Win- yeah. It's not winter, <laughs> it's spring. 
February is the start of spring. February, March, April, spring. May, June, July, summer. Get over it, you fucking dopes. Brexit wankers. But at the end of it, you look at it and you just say, Wolves, nice team. Traore, bit like a bigger Mark Walters. Runs to the line very quickly. Doesn't do much then from there. And I hope I don't regret saying I that. I don't know. He's, he's actually created a few. Yep. Um, yep. I just don't. Like, I look at him and I think, looks great. But still is missing something it's still missing that end product he's if, had a if, bit of end product he's the type of player of he's the type of player we would have signed five years ago yeah yeah I know in a, he's in a, a surely direct it's going to be good to have for being available for a player like that yeah 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 Robbo's going to be off you know he's going to have to be on his game as well yeah. you, well, you play mean? you play the lads and then they don't play again until they play West Ham but this is it, yeah, exactly. I hope like I, you're playing, you're playing I, I Divock, you're playing Lalana. I'm I talking about the cup game here. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't interrupt on the debate about Oxlade. I thought he was our weakest player on the pitch on, on did you on Sunday? Because he deserved Henderson, to be. I, we haven't talked about cooked. Henderson. Henderson was off the charts, despite what the fucking loops are saying on the Oakley. Some fellas had to tweet that he's the Alexi Smerton of Chelsea in fourteen fifteen, and he's the Nicky Butt of the United ninety nine zero. This is this is Henderson. <laughs> Right, like this is the insanity that's going on, and then somebody else chimed in with, "Oh yeah, the, the, of course the tripper's big enough Hendo." It's not the fella has captain giving him his juice. The fella has captained us to the Europa League final, two Champions League final, won a Champions League, has mm. been runners up more times than any of our captains before nineteen ninety. Right, it, like he's a regular more? for his country. He's a re- mm. he's 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 been voted England's best player over the course of the year, but he's not good enough. Shut the fuck up. Mm. Honestly, deal with it. As I said a long time ago, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's particularly a great player, but what no, he has become, what he has become, is a fucking great captain. Right? Yeah, solid. And what he's done this season is up there with being fucking brilliant, and it's it's just ridiculous that that fans at this stage cannot get behind a player on this team mm. because their favorite is some fucking jumped up. Little fucker who's constantly injured, and that's Kata. that's what it boils. That's what a singularly. That's what it singularly boils down to. Their their little fucking wet dream midfield is Fabinho, Keita, and Mignaldum, right? Or Ox. And because they don't get that, and Henderson is in there, and he's a, he's seen as a legacy of I don't know Rogers time or mm. something like that. They just can't get on board when a guy is doing fucking great things for the club. Mm. Although so, to be fair, Phil, you are invested in Keita being a flop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right. I, I, I've said this numerous times when I have been slating him. Right, <laughs> there is no point in having a player who's brilliant for ten games a season. Uh, no, there's literally no point. It's a luxury that you, you don't want to afford. It's been an awful tease, almost. Hasn't I was it, del- as to what I, he's really been capable like, of. He kind of put about four games. He was available for I think four games, five games. Yeah. And he was really beginning to get. He excited. was humming, wasn't he? Was, yeah, yeah. I delight in being being proved wrong, yeah. and, and you, you for all the years we've done this podcast, have I ever been the one to sit here and it's so entrenched in my position that I refuse to move when a fella turns around and it turns out to be good? No, I mean you made a comment there, like t- typical the trippers back in Henderson. Uh, I mean, it's probably just been me to be honest. <laughs> like, you've you sat here and slaughtered Henderson. Yep. You know, um, I've sat here and said Henderson's being poor, mm-hmm. but. It's just he gets unwarranted, unbalanced criticism. Absolutely. I don't want to see players that put it in that deserve credit and not not receiving credit just because of these hang-ups that people can't let go of. Mm. Yeah, Henderson had a period of time where he was 
carrying a few injuries. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing out of skin. He wasn't standing mm-hmm. out. Um, he went and played out position. Um, for Klopp, learned a new role, did a bloody good job. <clears throat> went unnoticed, <clears throat> done a job that not too many other players in the squad or in the league could have come in and done. And now he's his performances, his good aspects are more glaring now because he's involved in <clears throat> a quality pass or quality um you know, exchange and play or tackle or whatever and people people see that and think, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good performance. Mm. But that's that's not what football's all about. It's it's all about the the shit that he had to do in that midfield to make the team as functional as it's been for the last three or four years. I, I've I've <clears> literally <throat> stopped tweeting about football. No, mainly because of this. You just like yeah. it doesn't represent yeah. the true fans. Yeah. It doesn't represent no. the real world. <coughs> it doesn't represent the voice of normal people. And if people don't believe, look at elections, yeah. look at all that type of stuff. It nearly calls everything that goes yeah. on wrong. Right, yeah. all it is is one joint big fucking echo chamber of a vacuum that basically, if you can come up with the maddest thing, you get as much air out of it as you would. Yeah. All these people, if could you imagine having a chat with somebody in the pub, right, and somebody started going off like that about Henderson, get their head slapped. Yeah, They'd be like, there's not a hope that anyone will be talking like that. Like, no, I, because in the pub you're gonna find people who um, have a different opinion to you, mm. and what happens a lot on Twitter is people follow the same people as themselves mm. they the they share them. the exact same mm. opinions so when like, and I follow everyone like I follow the all the FSGO crew just to see what was making them tick yeah um, uh, you know a lot of mean, Henderson like, do, you mean, do you mean like tick as in the clock or just making them stupid stupid, oh, stupid. stupid. Yeah, and um, no matter what Both. these little stupid. corners of fans were saying but I've what I have noticed is they all follow each other yeah. You know, as yeah. soon as you interact with them, mm. there's a gang, and you get you, you get you get ganged up on. Yeah, and it's dangerous levels of delusion because mm. what happens is they start believing mm. that this stuff is true. Mm. Like the amount of times um, before Christmas where I read people talking about how Henderson will definitely be moved on in the summer. <laughs> I mean, that's so far from reality. It's mm. incredible. Yeah, they still have not accepted that Klopp loves them. Yeah, that you it, might accept still... an argument that Lalana is going to be moved on in the summer. Do you love, know what I mean? love, love it to be moved on again in the summer for the fifth summer in a row. <laughs> but if somebody talks about Lalana being yeah. moved on in the summer, you're going, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's reality. Have a conversation. That's probably, yeah. that's probably going think to about destinations and all that sort of stuff. Maybe you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's that is that is reality. Like you know, the definition of delusion is believing things that aren't happening, mm. and that's what they're. That's what following so many people who are like minded. Yeah. Um, ha- that's that's what happens to you. So you you say things that are just so off the charts that when somebody else like myself following, I, I, you just can't believe what you're reading. No. That's the, how could you possibly think that? And then you're told, well, no, of course Klopp is going to defend his own player. Klopp has always done this. Klopp, uh, well, well, why is he playing every week then? Is this like a, <laughs> because this like because a double, our star man's injured. Yeah, is this like a, a double bluff? Like he's doubling down? No, no, no. I, I, I swear I didn't give him that contract to uh, hold his value. So I'm going to play him every week just to show I didn't. It wasn't that. It's so fucking stupid. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And he's so uh, look, Hendo. Would you would you have him in the running? Um, for player of the season no. at this moment, no. Or do yeah. you think that's far fetched? No, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's even today is the first time I heard it mentioned. To be yeah, honest. and I think it's yeah. it's, it's made you up shy. <coughs> I, he's not in the run for player of the season. He can't be right because he's not 
Liverpool's player of the season. Yeah. yeah. No, no, sorry. Yeah, Liverpool's, Liverpool's player of the season. No, we're talking about the FA's. Well, no. been named oh, he's, he's, a, he's a model yeah. to get named uh, PFA yeah. player of the year. Do you think so? Because players can relate to that. Players aren't like the Twitter mafia. Yeah, they're not seeing. They're not seeing. Um, like they understand his level of professionalism. It's like if Milner played every week. Yeah, yeah. They're giving yeah. fucking a player like that player of the year. My gigs won it years ago. And we had a just, shit season. I'm just realizing you're dressed like a hooligan tonight. Is that? No, he's got to. You got to be careful on the streets at the moment, yeah. haven't you? That's dodgy. Dodgy <laughs> round here. Dodgy yeah, round Dublin. Yeah, you get chopped up. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, fucking players will vote for Henderson. I mean, they'll also vote for version Van Dyke. Yeah. They'll also recognise yeah. the quality that Manny is. But, but they can see De Bruyne as well. But they can see Do you that think it's a shoe in that a Liverpool player gets all the no. awards? No. I, I, think, think, uh, I, think, I think there's every chance that Harry Kane will win it. Even though he hasn't played for six months. <laughs> yeah. No, the football writers play the year. They'll just do something mad. They'll find, so. they'll find an English player to hobby horse on and, and give it to him. Yeah, he might get. But that's that. But that's there. Like, that's that, probably that, Henderson. That, mm. But like, if if you had a Twitter writers mm. player of the year, you're gonna have something mad, some mad outcome there as well. Yeah. Kate could possibly win it. Pogba. Yeah. I, I would yeah. give it I would, <laughs> just for me. Like I think Mane has been incredible yeah. this season. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm. Salah won't get a mention, but he should be because he's he's in terms of predict- productivity and output. Like people are just annoyed at him because he doesn't score hundred goals a season instead of twenty five goals a season. Yeah, right? um, and Jamie then, Vardy. But when Yaldum, people won't talk about it, right? But when Yaldum has been so integral. Yeah. That midfield functioning in different ways and means. He's not right? flashy though. He's never. He's never if he gonna... scores the goal against United. People yeah. are, are going mentalers about him today and his mm. performances. He's due a goal, by the way. I know, yeah. But I, I, again, he's a player, just like Henderson, who's been so effective at what we've done, so integral mm. to how the midfield is operated, so impervious to what's going on, that for him not to even be in the conversation is mad, from mm. a Liverpool point of view. But if you're going to pick a Liverpool player, Trent... Mm. As, as as the single season has gone, as mm. as a another assist, I as, know it was a corner, well, but as, another as a assist. Ta- Does he get your PFA on it? Yeah, I think he's shooing for the young players. He's isn't getting he? young player. Yeah, yeah. he's getting yeah. young player. Yeah. How how could he not? But like, mm. to me, to me, you're looking at it, you're saying Mane and Trent have been Liverpool's two mm. standout players in the big moments throughout the league this season. And mm. that that to me, then if they're the two standout, and as as great as Henderson's been, as great as Wijnaldum has been, like you're saying, who are heads and shoulders, cool and since just before Christmas, Van Dijk has stepped up to the level he was at last season. Mm-hmm. He, he was a bit sort of... Human. We already yeah. said that earlier. Yeah. Games yeah. he looked sloppy, but the other two partners beside him have, have done yeah. really well. At and all of a sudden, since Christmas, since just before Christmas when we got into that busy spell, Van Dijk has got that regal nature about him. Probably since uh, Fabinho's been out. Yeah. But yeah. do you think yeah. if Fabinho wouldn't have gone out and would have played every game, he'd have been in the running by now? Because he would have won every game. Um, yeah, he would have. Mm. Like, we only talked about um, our best Liverpool team of the decade. I had mm. Fabinho in there. Um, and all of a sudden, like, we haven't missed him. No. You, should, you know, if he's going to be in your team... Not goals. Yeah. Mm. If, you, if he's going to be in your team in a decade, you should mm. miss him, really. It also mm. coincides with Joe Gomez's return to form. Mm. True. And I, I, I thought Gomez was finished. 
Mm. But unlike most of the world, I, I can sort of reverse my point and say, no, I'm delighted to be proven wrong that he's actually stepped up. And the Bournemouth game was so important to his his confidence and his belief that he could play at the same mm. level he could do before. Because mm. up until then, he was he was a fish swimming out water and he was just, it looked like, I don't know how he was going to get back to where he was. Yeah. But he's been, so when I look at it, I'm saying, Adrian, Adrian for me is the player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> to come in for 11 games to win a Super Cup yeah. to win a, a, a derby the story of the season if you think the first nine games he wins yeah. the Super Cup plays nine games we win all the matches and there's we, more to come because obviously we'll <coughs> see him now in, in the FA Cup yeah, again you know, on, on the Mary's weekends side derby Alisson gets uh, Keith Hold he comes on against Brighton concedes a goal next game the Mary's side derby we win the game mm. every time he turns up we get a big win out of him so yeah. like there's so many players, but to me, it's it's Trent Armani, our, our mm. Liverpool standout players, and boy, that demand, they're also the league standout players. And when you look back at this league season and you look back at the highlights, if if Salah comes into a mad run of form between now and the end of the season, you're still going to, those three are the ones that people are going to talk about in terms of what happened over the course of the season. Mm. You talked about that iconic moment when he scores against United, pulls off the jersey, mm. and everyone feels that mm. relief that, well, hang on, we're 16 points cleared, this thing could be done and dusted right there's that moment mm. you know that moment where you feel a league has oh. been won that day and who delivers it it's Mo Mo Salah you know mm. what I mean mm. so they're the three lads mm. and they're going to be the three lads that are involved in those iconic moments right the way out to the end of the season mm. and if you go back even before it's Trent who, who turns the tide against Barcelona for us with the, with the quick corner to a yeah absolutely Henderson, Henderson for since Fabinho's been out has, has literally just entered into that conversation. Yeah. Um, for our player of the year, I think it's Mane, Arts Virgil, Arts Trent. They're 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 ahead of. I still Henderson. think it's a, I still think it's a competition right now because I still think there's enough time in the season. I still think there's there's you know no one's completely separated themselves from the rest of the team in terms Trent of... Trent and Manning. What's that? Trent and Manning. And Virgil. No, I think Virgil can quite... Yeah. I think Fabinho still. I think, well, maybe not Alisson. He just doesn't have enough to do over in the games course, anymore. But, over the course yeah. of the season, so far, over 23 games, plus the Champions League mm. campaign, plus the FA Cup, mm. plus the Super Cup, plus the World Club Championships, it's... Trent and Manny. Mm. Every single time something happens, it's those two who are the mm. ones that are probably things that's happening. And we so. haven't even mentioned Robbo, like the most solid left back by far yeah. in the league. You know, the what he's developed into his game, you know, in terms of the snide as well. You know, he's like you know, we've basically named everyone Barham because he's just doing a doing a a, a, a job. He's gone a bit Milner. Yeah. But no, Milner comes on like He's been perfect for us in so many yeah. situations this season. Robert's just gone a bit unnoticed lately because he's not Jones. coming up with as many. <laughs> he's not coming up with as many assists now, and he's not doesn't really find himself as involved in the play. Yeah. because I think Trent is getting a better, a bigger license to be more involved. And yeah. if you, yeah, if you look at it, if you look at most games, we're playing football. We're playing football with our with our right back. Mm. Um, mm. Fucking dictating a lot of the yeah, play, so threat, yeah. um, the attention and the focus has come onto that side of the pitch now. Mm. It's probably just means that Robertson goals a bit unnoticed, but but Robbo still got his fair share of assists as well. Do you know what I mean? Like he's still Five supplying, or or something. yeah. Which mm. by yeah. by left back standards is yeah, is decent. Good. So look, anyway, we will we'll wrap it up. Um, fair to say, we're in pretty high spirits now going into the next little run of games. I'm excited because we've got, you know, 
three opportunities to see Liverpool inside six days with the rearranged game, which is you know which is brilliant. Can't get enough of them at the moment. Don't know what I'm going to do in my winter break in uh, February with myself. Um, so look, um, thanks Andy for coming in. Yeah. Sure. Thanks Gar. Thanks well. Thanks, Phil. Fuck you. <laughs> Typical Phil. Um, turn look, up on time the next time, right? Yeah, I will, tr- I will try and turn You're up on time You're on Irish time, time, not Brexit time. Yeah, Come I on. know, I know. Um, so I think I think um, Gav is back with us. Uh, I think he said maybe Wednesday. He might be doing a post-match uh, on Thursday as well. Uh, we'll be back next Monday um, with a, an FA Cup special. Uh, I'll be here. <laughs> an FA Cup special, Shrewsbury Town, um, <laughs> the gi- the potential giant killing story next Monday. Um, and we'll see you all then. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Social Podcast Network.